For more great content, make sure you follow 717 Sports Media on all your podcast listening platforms. Also follow us on social media on Twitter at 717 underscore sports, Facebook and Instagram at 717 Sports Media. We're also checking on our website daily for your daily news and sports videos at 717sportsmedia.com. Say everybody to another edition of Around the Seven One Seven. I am your host CJ Frederick. Another edition, uh, wrapping up things uh, for the winter and Around the Seven One Seven, and we're previewing a couple of uh, spring sports that just got underway this week. So all the best to all the coaches and players, athletes, equipment managers, student athletes, everybody participating in the spring sports. We wish you all the best, and may you have a season of full health and you grow. That's the Anything you can do. I know everybody has their goals and teams have their goals, titles, personal goals. All the best with that. We wish that fondly here at 717. Uh, around the 717 is brought to you by Go Big Recruiting. Use them for all your recruiting tools. If you use them for Go Big Recruiting, you can get looks from, you can see who's looking at you, like which colleges are actually interested or what might be a pipe dream. Use your go go big recruiting and use the code 717 sports and you get a nice discount. Also, Garage Gains, uh, Logan Snyder, personal trainer. Check him out, Garage Gains. Use the code 717 sports. You get a nice discount is there as well, too. Um, so upcoming here, we're gonna have our uh, 717 uh, sports writer, Colin Richardson. He's gonna preview the LL baseball season upcoming. If you don't know this. The Lancaster Lebanon Baseball League is pretty good. It doesn't get a lot of the, you know, necessary attention that it should because Lancaster Lebanon League Baseball sends, sends every year they send kids to major colleges and even pro ball. I mean, look at Chaz McCormick last year, you know, the Millersville product, you know, being a big contributor for the Houston Astros when they took down my Philadelphia Phillies. Look at Connor Rohr last year. Man, I'm central, just an absolute stud. And I mean, look at the Warwick team that won the whole state title last year. So, Colin Richardson, he plays baseball for the Hempfield Black Knights. Um, he's like say our registered uh Hempfield beat writer, but he does a lot of other things. He did a great job last year covering the Barnstormers. And he'll tell you when he comes on in a couple minutes, his passion is baseball. While he does a great job in other sports, his uh number one is baseball. So, we're gonna have Colin Richardson on to preview the LL Baseball League in a couple minutes. Um, once again, this is around the 717. Want to give a shout out, uh, special shout out to Coach Jennings and the uh, McCaskey Red Tornadoes for a great indoor season once again. And, you know, they, the win, the, to win states and anything is impressive. The fact that his girls won the 4x4 four four and the 4x8 relay. Winner, uh, I can't wait to see what they have, his girls' team has for the spring. Also, his guys' team. And, this, and the track season is going to be great. Um, but what? We'll talk more about uh, the baseball, LL baseball here in a couple minutes with Colin Richardson as our special guest, and we look forward to seeing him. For more great content, make sure you follow 717 Sports Media on all your podcast listening platforms. Also follow us on social media on Twitter at 717 underscore sports, Facebook and Instagram at 717 Sports Media. We're also checking on our website daily for your daily news 
and sports videos at 717sportsmedia.com. All right, everybody, welcome back to Around the 717. I'm your host, uh, CJ Frederick. And now, as I said, my special guest is a 717 sports beat writer, Hempfield beat writer, Colin Richardson. How you doing, big man? Good, good. I'm doing good. How about you, Kyle? Uh, you know, I'm talking to you, my brother, so we're good. We're good. Right. <laughs> we're good. We're good. So tell me now, we've talked off, you know, off the record about the the level of play of uh, Lancaster Lebanon League baseball being exceptional, but not maybe getting that, the necessary attention that it needs. Cause you know, better than I do that they, they send LL baseball sends kids to major institutions every year. Yep. Sure. Um, I can talk about, I was going to talk about him a little bit later, but I can talk about Ben Shinoski just Please for what uh, he played at township last year is on that uh, league championship team. They also made it to the district championship, uh, but then fell to Warwick, but that's beside the point. Uh, and Shinoski just this past weekend, he, uh, I have, I saw on Wake Forest's, uh, I guess website, he pitched three innings for Wake Forest. Uh, he allowed only one hit. He walked two and he struck out four. And if you've ever seen this dude pitch, you know, he's, he's a baller. His fire, or sorry, his fastball is just like off the charts, uh, really fast stuff, good pitcher. So that's just one of them, but yeah, LL sends out a lot of good, uh, players. Is he a freshman for Wake Forest? Yep. So he really went from Manheim Township, and he's pitching for a major ACC school already. Right. Yep. Wow. I, I mean, if you didn't look that up, I mean, who would have known that, though? Yep. I mean, that's just great great work on your part. Now, um, give us a few more kids that you, um, you've had your eye on maybe that are in college right now or for this upcoming season we should be paying attention to. Um, I'm going to say one more right off the top of my head that I can think of of a guy who's – playing really well in college uh warwick first baseman from last year's state championship and really district championship team uh matthew williams he okay. was i think i saw on twitter that just last week he was it was, was PSAC player of the week he had 12 rbis i remember and he hit like 481 i think it was last or yeah just this past week for them and if you know anything about millersville you know that they're a great great baseball school yeah, uh, Coach Han always has some great stuff going on there. So to start as a freshman, uh, you know, have that good of a player of the week, and he's been doing really well for them all year so far. Uh, that's that's a lot to say. Good for Warwick and for the LO again as a whole. Now, we talked about. I, I think I texted both you and Ober. I, I mean, looking at Millersville right now, they might have the potential to win the whole the whole division too. Mm-hmm. Am I correct on that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I know that they won the PSAC like championship. I remember watching that live stream last year and I think they did pretty good in like, yeah, like the college world series part of it. You said too. And this team is just as good. I mean, some of the players like Steph, if he was here, you know, he talked about uh, Jimmy Lash. I remember he's a really good contact hitter and they just have a lot of good people. I remember Harry Prince was a, uh, name on the pitching side that I remember seeing a lot. So yeah, Millersville definitely has very good baseball squad. Now you've, you've played the last couple of years for him. You mean, you, you I've talked about it. your baseball is your first love and you played for Hempfield. Um, these last few years, I know you're, you're going to be helping out again 
um, as you're in your senior season, what, what are the expectations for Hempfield baseball this spring? I think that this is kind of like, this is the best that Hempfield can be of the last four years that I've been here. I would say now, I mean, that's biased because these are my friends that I've kind of grown up with and played together with, but I think that this is the most, I mean, you know, with COVID and all that stuff that kind of messed everything yeah. up I think that this year still will be the best. And you know what? I can kind of talk about Hempfield now if that's okay. All right. Yes. Here we go. So um, really Hempfield only lost three seniors from last year's team, which I mean, isn't a total massive hit, but what those guys kind of did, I'll kind of talk about them. I mean, Austin Dunlap, uh, he was kind of like, I'll say our ace last year. He was a really good pitcher. He had a bat too. He was a really good power hitter. He's at Lock Haven now. So he's still playing. Okay. That's good. And uh, Cameron Berger was another guy that I wanted to shout out. He was a good contact hitter, good outfielder. And then speaking of good outfielders, the last guy, Gavin Constein, um, good hitter too, but he was the speedster. He could track down balls. He was a really good outfielder for us. So then some guys that I have that are coming back that I wanted to highlight was first uh, the Coastal Carolina commit, Josh Tool. Yes. Neighbor right here. Uh, he yeah. Last year as a freshman, he hit 311, which I thought was pretty good for going from 14 years to playing against like 18 year olds, right? You know what I mean? Right. So yeah. he, I think that he was, I think he's going to have a great year this year. He had eight doubles. So I think that he's good for coming back. Um, what else do I got? Oh, all right. Um, on the pitching side, uh, the tall left hander, Logan Harrelson. Uh, last year as a sophomore, a lot of young dudes. Um, so I think we're kind of coming into this year. With yeah. some experience, and I think that this will be a really good year for us. What else do I got? Oh, as a sophomore, he posted a two twelve ERA and he struck out fifty six batters. So, um, kind of growing up playing with him, you could always tell that he was like the ace. I mean, his dad holds a lot of records at a Hempfield, so I think okay. that he'll be a really good uh, pitching arm for us this year. So I think that we will be probably. Maybe I'm biased, but I think that Hempfield is probably the favorite to win Section One this year. So that's okay. kind of what. I was, so yeah. Who who else? Um, now obviously you guys will have the expectation. Who else do you see competing for Section One? Right, I'd say both Township and Warwick, and that's kind of been the last core of kind of like the Section One battle uh, the last few years that I've been around. Okay. So. I'll talk about Warwick. They lost six of their nine starters from last year to graduation, but those three that are coming back, they uh, have always been playing in championship type atmospheres. I mean, when I played against them in 14U and other youth baseball, they were always very good. Um, Seth Adomnik, he was a very good pitcher for Warwick last year. He was kind of like the guy behind, uh, what's his name? Matt Seibert. Uh, okay. But, he doesn't have exactly like fireball stuff like fast, but he mixes okay. well. So I think that he's going to be really good. And then uh, Chase Martin, he was their kind of power hitting second baseman. He was very yes. good defensively. So uh, I think that Warwick will probably be the second team, but I could be totally wrong. You know, maybe, maybe your alma mater Penn Manor could come along and just sweep up because they have some dudes who know how to play. Um, I mean, I feel like they've had dudes for years and we talk. I joke with you in the same realm about Penn Manor and basketball. They they got dudes, and I think they could be good, and they and they, and they were just okay in basketball. I kind of feel the same way about them for baseball, but maybe I'm wrong yeah. on that. Yeah. Um. No. They. I remember last year they 
upset both Manheim Township and they upset Warwick for Warwick's only section loss. Wow. Um, so yeah, they definitely know how to play. They kind of move into the uh, kind of upset role. They kind of know that they're like the underdogs and everybody kind of counts them out. So I wouldn't be surprised if Penn Manor does come along and just, because section one is a pretty wide open section. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. some better teams, but you have to play the game still. You have to know, or you have to get through seven innings with more runs, blah, blah, blah. You have to win the game. So that's kind of the fun of baseball, I'd say. All right. All right. I like that. I like yep. that a lot. Um, now, is what about McCaskey? I know they they were transitioning last year with a new coach. You yep. see them making any noise this year, or that's still more of a rebuild for the Tornadoes? I know, I know that McCaskey kind of scared us last year. I remember when we when we played them at at Hempfield. Um, I'd say they're kind of in the same boat as Penn Manor, where they like have a few dudes who can play, definitely understand the game, are very good at the game, but. Again, I don't think that they have enough pieces, like enough of a starting nine to compete. Okay. In section one, that's what I kind of get it. I mean, Coach Vega, he's a good coach. He cares about those kids. I follow him. Yes. Kids. He's a good dude. But, um, yeah, I don't really think that McCaskey will have as much as a fight in section one as some of the other squads will. So. What, what about came. what about the Falcons over at Cedar Crest? I went remember covering them last year, and they got the sense from their fan base they were a year away from being good. Is there any tr- validity or truth to that? Uh, I I'd, I'd say no. Um, they have some dudes like I remember playing against Nolan Groff all the time. He was always a pain in Mountville's side when I played for Mountville. Um, I think that he'll have a good year, but I don't think as a whole. Cedar Crest too. I don't think that they'll be very competitive. They weren't really last year. Right. So I don't know. That's what I kind of get at with Cedar Crest. Okay. All right. Now, and let me ask you, in terms of pitchers, I, and you mentioned some of the pitchers having like some off speed stuff and like, and, and this is just, some, I'm asking you this. I, I didn't play baseball growing up. But I know you've played it your whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, at this level to be at the high school level to be successful do you just need a like a good fastball or do you need a couple of other pitches to be successful i'll say it doesn't hurt to have a fastball like a good fastball a jumpy fastball but um okay some guys i can think of right off the top of my head i already talked about seth adomnik he's always been kind of this sidearm then up top type pitcher off speed stuff mixing it really well um hunter williams for hemfield too he pitched okay. a lot last year he's good at mixing stuff he didn't have exactly the speedy stuff but uh like i said he's good at mixing stuff and so to answer your point i would say that a good fastball doesn't hurt but you don't need it in high school okay very good very good so you're i mean like coming off last year with warwick winning the the whole whole state i mean the mm-hmm. state title which was awesome you know, yes. I know you're out there for that. You're expecting yeah. big things, it sounds like, for the LL again this year. Am I correct? Yeah. Yes. I yeah. think that the playoffs will be very competitive like they were last year. Because if you remember, in the league playoffs last year, effort of yes. Warwick. And that yeah, was like, and, yeah. And, and, and we're effort up. Now, Trent and the effort up, like some of the lower tier schools, like in Section 2 and 3, who's mm-hmm. somebody like effort up that you're keeping your eye on? Another squad yeah. or school. Uh, so yeah, about Ephrata, um, 
they'll have most familiar faces back. Uh, speaking of mixing pitches, like we were talking about, Tanner McCracken, too. He's a good left hand. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I know he wrestles. He was a good pitcher for them, too. Last year, he had a 291 ERA, so I think that he'll be probably their best arm. I remember Brody Martin was the one who started against Warwick, and he graduated. So I think Tanner McCracken will step up because I remember playing against this dude, too. So okay. it's been very good. Um, what else do I got? Oh, his battery mate, Koi Schwanger, I think will also be a good uh, catcher for them. He was great for them last year. Um, even though they made it to the district championship, losing to Central, I think that they'll still be out for blood, if you will. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I mean, think about it. They lost in leagues and they lost in districts. So yeah. I think that they'll um, use that as fire because um, Coach Shelley over there, he's a good coach. Um, you know, I think that they'll be back. I think they'll be fighting for Section 2 championship. I mean, they lost that too last year. So I think that effort has a lot to go for. Okay. Very good. Let me ask you then, in terms of like baseball, like, like the high school level, the participation, you know, we, we talked about, you know, it seems like around the LL works, there's a lot of participation for football, basketball, same yep. thing. What's the, especially with lacrosse really blowing up, yep. um, what's the general consensus, like in terms of like kids, guys your age for baseball what's i mean is it popular like football and basketball i mean or is it kind of an afterthought i'm just you know wanting to get your thoughts on that Hmm. i would say that it is an afterthought because i remember most of the dudes that at least played for hemfield used to play baseball to an extent like maybe like 10 maybe like little t-ball you know what i mean so now that i think about it yes i do think that baseball is kind of an afterthought and people who think of it as an afterthought are missing out, but that's just yeah, me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know you love your baseball. Now do you plan now this, I know you'll be up around the spring. Do you um, plan that like last year, you and Logan Moyer, it seems like you guys had season tickets to the barnstormer games. You, you guys have any plans for the barnstormer season off the historic I, run? Yeah. Oh, you're talking about last year. Well, no, no, I'm just saying, like, in terms of, like, covering this summer, um, you know, mm-hmm. are you guys planning on doing that again? Not to I still the spot. do. I, no, yeah, um, I do. I met some cool dudes in that uh, that box back there. They were very nice to me. Uh, yeah, Zach Donaldson was the dude that I remember. We were always watching Phillies games in there, too, so it was kind of <laughs> like double-teaming it, watching the Barnstormers, paying attention to that, watching Phillies, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, yeah, I think that I'll be back. Barnstormers, it's a fun atmosphere. It's fun It's fun to uh, cover, I'd say. Now, you've been with 717 Sports over a year now. Have you – and, you know, we, 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 we know about, you know, your, your, your love for Hempfield. Have you noticed, like, any type of, uh, I want to say, negative traction from other schools, like Manhattan Township or anything like that since you've been – you're, you're a student writer. You've been with us for over a year now. Have you right. gotten any like negative feedback from other schools? Like are saying, oh, he's Hempfield biased or anything like that? Nah. No. Okay. Really. okay, good. So, man, I'm Township's not talking trash? No, no, not yet. <laughs> I had to ask. I had to ask because I know, I know where your heart lies, but you do, a, you do a great job regardless. Yeah, thank you. 
Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Now, pivoting to, uh, back to, you know, we had the crazy, Hempfield had this historic football season, mm-hmm. winning section title for the first time in over, what, 20 years, something like that. Yeah, and, something like that. Yeah, and they had this great run. I had Coach Edgar on the podcast, and then, okay. you know, he was talking about it. Uh, um, like they were losing all their starters on defense except for Pale Pale. Uh, mm-hmm. And now, and then like a week later, he's, you know, transferring IMG, then he's back. What's that mm-hmm. been like for him or like your experience with him and coach Egger now that he's back? And I, I, I imagine it would have been awkward at first. Yes. It, yes. That's what I was kind of going to get at. It was very like tense in the hallways. Like I normally always walk past Egger's class, whether he's out like in the hallways or not, just to kind of say yeah. what's up. And I remember doing it the day after. I saw for a fact that he put it on his Twitter that he was transferring and it was like, hi coach. And I was like, you know, it was just kind of like this stuff. But then as soon as I saw that he was like, I'm decommitting and I'm coming back, I like texted David and I was like, good stuff, dude. You're making a lot more people happy than you think you are. And he was like, yeah, I kind of take that. Yeah. So I'm happy that he's back, even though I won't, you know, be a student anymore. I think that he'll be a big part, figuratively and literally, of Hempfield's success this coming year. So um, he's a great lineman. I mean, he has all the offers coming in. So, yeah. You, you Now, you know him and you're friends with him. And I'm just asking this as a fan because I'm hearing different things. You know what? If Does he have a top five yet um, or a, a, a preference in terms of where he's going to commit or like a commitment date set? Not really. I know that – I mean, everybody might know this, but I know that USC is like his like dream school, and he has been offered this. So right. um, I'd say that's probably in that top five. I'm not sure of a top five, but – That was like, – like I was curious because I don't know if he had – like some kids – set top fives top tens or mm-hmm. some just might have one or two and i always got the consensus i knew yeah i did know about usc being you know him being from alaska and then being his uh team growing up right. i've also heard things about penn state being really hard i mean really uh after him i've even yep. heard things about uh miami and ohio state i mean ohio state was more from uh coach wider and that, that's wishful thinking but mm-hmm. i don't know if you had heard anything different if he's talked to you about where he's leaning not really, no. Yeah, yeah, he's, seen, he's smart. He's not. He's not tipping his hand. He's not yep. tipping his yep. hand. It's it's more wishful. I mean, I talk with Penn State guys, and they think he's leaning there. Then I hear from guys from my, Miami fans that he's leaning there. Same with USC and Ohio State. So I was just curious about that. But he's keeping it tight lipped. It sounds like. Sounds like it. <laughs> Very good. Now, Hempfield football. They you know they lost a lot on defense and a good amount of offense, but they still got. I mean, I look. You know better than I do. They they have this Jackson Landis is an exceptional player and he's back. Yep. I did a profile on him uh, for prep red zone. He's yep. pretty darn good. What are the expectations for what you say for Mr. Landis this year? And where could you see him end up playing, like in terms of the level of college football? I think that losing those pieces, I think the the real only piece who's gonna have varsity kind of experience is Micah Gates. Yeah. Um was great for us last year he he was probably I'd say our top receiver I mean I will never forget when I think of Micah Gates that catch that he had uh, yep. uh what was it against against uh, York right and yes York high right um, like the last um, seconds you caught that on video you 
Well, yeah. Yeah. Right. That was the thing about the video. I, I was looking at it so much that I, that I didn't really record it. And if you ever go back to my Twitter and see that video, it's like you're looking <laughs> on the yard line versus the actual end zone where he caught it. And, but yeah, no, Micah, um, he's a great receiver. He'll be a good target for Jackson. Jackson can do both. I mean, we saw it this year with both his arm and his legs. So I think that he will have not more pressure, but more, like more stuff like yards, touchdowns, that type of stuff, because he'll be put into a bigger role in the offense. So, yeah, very good. Very good. Yeah, should be uh, interesting come fall. Um, you, we now, I know you won't be, you're graduating, or I, I mean, it seems like you already graduated the way you're, you know, out and about right. nowadays. But right. I, <laughs> I know you graduate in a couple months. So will you be like, you plan to still check in on Hempfield, or are you going to kind of oh, spread yeah. it out in the fall, or will you just oh, be yeah. with Hempfield? Oh, well, now when you say it like that, um, <laughs> you know, I hate to say it, but uh, Coach Evans and the rest of Township is going to have a great year. So I think that I might try and get out to some of their games. Um, but I don't know. I might spread out more and go to other games. But I'd say that I've like met so many like people and teachers and other families who like go to games and I can sit with them and talk with them. So I think that I'll I mean, my heart will always be in Hempfield, blah, 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 you know, like. I'll always yeah. keep them, but I'd say that I will probably go to some other games Fridays. Okay, very good, very good. Now, because when I when I, I noticed this, I, I noticed it for a bit, but when we did the LL Media Day for basketball at yep. LNP 717 and we had Hempfield on first, they all gave you accolades and they, were, they spoke very highly of you. Yep. Talk about your senior year, man. You've had a section title in football, a league ti- section league title in basketball. What's this been like your senior year, man? You guys are winning everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd say the biggest thing that I've seen from the sidelines, I love, I love Coach Egger and I love the football team, but winning the league title was the biggest thing that I've like felt this year because, yeah. I mean, I was there. I mean, who wasn't there really for the league? last year against ls and then i remember watching that was your debut wasn't it right (laughs) right Um, yeah so that and then i remember watching with my dad the league championship against uh lebanon in the covid year where we lost by like one or two and so i remember when uh it wasn't when ben dunked it there was there was like a steal or something that happened in the championship game like with like 15 seconds left we got the ball back I just remember like everybody was cheering I just looked up and just yelled as loud as I could because <laughs> it was, like, all the years of finally losing because I know that Miguel I know that Hester I know that all those dudes wanted this more than anything like I remember saying um before league started I was like I don't care if we lose the first district game by like 40 I don't care if we don't score a point if we can win on Friday if we can win Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I don't care what else happens. And I mean, I guess it's been going okay because we're playing in states on Saturday. But, um, you know, I just think that winning that league title was the biggest thing sports-wise that I've felt from the sidelines. You know, I've been to every football game. I've been to every basketball game. But I just think that winning at Township in the championship was the biggest thing I've seen this year. Yeah, no, that's – that's awesome, man. I appreciate the candor feedback. And your 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 buddy uh, Miguel Pena, kudos to him on winning uh, 
Section One Player of the Year. I mean, he was, I, I, I text you at, right before the league playoffs, and he was locked in. It seemed yes. like towards the end of there. Yep. Um, yeah, I remember. It's kind of funny. I remember in the in the quarterfinals against Langster Mennonite at our house. I remember if you know Camden Hurst. I mean, he's yes. a very player for Langster Mennonite. I remember they were getting into it, and it wasn't even really like a close game. He was just like wanting to keep scoring. And I mean, they both played great that game. Um, but yeah, no, I remember he was so locked into that. He just couldn't lose that game. Couldn't lose against Warwick. And I remember like, I talked to him like before games and I'm like, dude, we got to win. He's like, dude, I know I'm so locked in. And I was like, all right, I believe you now. <laughs> and we're, we're good to go. <laughs> like, we're going to lose. So, uh, yeah, Miguel was very good. Um, speaking of Hemfield basketball, though, before I forget, Yes. Uh, Saturday's game against Emmaus, MS, whatever. Um, it'll be the first state playoff game that Hempfield hosts in school history. I just thought I saw that and I thought that that was a really cool stat. So that is breaking news. I mean, I should sure. that well done there. That what time is that game Saturday? It'll be at four o'clock. It was gonna be, be will you be there? Yeah, I'll be there. I, I just, I, I mean, I assume, but I had to be sure, yeah. especially now they got you recorded on the spot. So you know, right. boss man's going to hear this later. I just wanted to be sure. <laughs> That's right. good. That's yep. good, man. Well, listen, Colin, I, you know, we really appreciate all, you know, all the hard work you, you put in with 717 Sports and you, you've been with us over a year. So congrats on that. And, you know, we thank you for coming on and all the best this spring season, man. You know, yep. and you keep up, you keep up the great work. Hope so. All right. Thank all you, right, All right, Colin. Thanks again, everybody. That yeah. was Colin Richardson, 717 Sports beat writer, he works for, I mean, work for, he's a student at Hempfield, so we always joke he's our Hempfield beat writer, but there you had him on, he previewed LL baseball, he recapped uh, Hempfield's basketball and football season, he kind of gave a preview for football too, but he's everywhere, and you, you know, I, he's, you could hear him when I asked him, he's going to be there on Saturday for their state playoff game, he kind of got, you know, a little bucked up there, <laughs> of course he's going to be there, I just wanted to catch him off guard, but he's doing great work there, check him out, check, follow him at at Colin Richardson on Twitter. Um, but that's going to do it for another edition of Around the 717. We you know, really appreciate Colin coming on. Um, special thanks again to Go Big Recruiting and Garage Gains uh, for, for the partnerships. Once again, go for, go, for any recruiting needs, go through Go Big Recruiting. Use the code 717SPORTS. Garage Gains run by Logan Snyder. Check him out. He's a great personal trainer, kind of an old school guy. Um, uses code 717SPORTS with him. Thank them all. Once again, I'm CJ Frederick with Around the West 717. That will wrap up another edition. Have a great night, everybody.